Republicans in the U.S. Congress, especially the U.S. House, where they have the majority and the uh, ability to create committees and the committee focus, uh, they've been really delving deep into the issues of weaponized government. And by weaponized government, they mean using government infrastructure to target uh, American citizens based off of political reasons. So, for instance, uh, you know, the idea of uh, uh, going after Trump supporters uh, who who might have been on the Capitol grounds but just standing around or, uh, you know, questions about how uh, parents may have been the focus of the FBI and the Department of Justice over concerns about, for instance, what kinds of books are being uh, put into public libraries inside schools. Uh, you've got a whole host of uh, real, real serious concerns, including going all the way back to 2016, uh, where the FBI used the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, to spy on then-candidate for President Donald Trump based off of a bogus dossier that the most scandalous stuff was never, ever confirmed. Uh, and then they used that dossier, manipulated emails, and uh, advanced FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign and the first few months of Trump's time in office in 2016 and 2017. And then you got the Russia collusion narrative that went on all throughout. And uh, the, even though Trump was a Republican and was, uh, you know, the, 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 the leader of the Department of Justice de facto with an attorney general at that time who'd recused himself from most of things that were going on behind the scenes with the FBI, continuing to uh, what some see as uh, persecutes individuals for their politics. Uh, we saw that play out all throughout the Trump administration. So now that Republicans have regained control of the U.S. House, they're delving deep into this and not just what happened with Trump, but all aspects of how they may see that the Department of Justice, the FBI, may have abused their powers. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll of course, uh, highlight a little bit of that here, uh, including uh, some of the uh, the stuff about the January 6th Capitol riots. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll touch on that later on. But I wanted to share with you a, a moment from The Hill where uh, Illinois U.S. Congressman Darren LaHood, he revealed that he reviewed some documents as a member of Congress that has the ability to access these documents concerning the FBI and certain queries, uh, and he lays out that indeed he discovered uh, there was uh, some review of sitting members of Congress by the FBI. Here's uh, Darren LaHood touching base on this during a committee hearing this week. And I want to make clear the FBI's inappropriate querying of a duly elected member of Congress is egregious um, and a violation not only that degrades the trust in FISA, but is viewed as a threat to the separation of powers. Um, I have had the opportunity to review the classified summary of this violation, and it is my opinion that the member of Congress that was wrongfully queried multiple times solely by his name was in fact me. Um, now, uh, this careless abuse of this critical tool by the FBI is unfortunate. Ironically, I think it gives me a good opportunity and a unique perspective on what's wrong with the FBI and the problems that the FBI has. Um, to highlight that, I would like to submit for the record a couple things. Uh, February 28, 2023, Director Haynes and Attorney General Garland 
uh, asked for a reauthorization from the Congress, but they go in to add that there needs to be rigorous and ongoing oversight of the FBI 702 querying, specifically their collection decisions on US person inquiries. And they will be evaluating and taking remedial action to address identified incidents of non-compliance by the FBI. I'd like to submit that for the record, Mr. Chairman. Without objection. Secondly, uh, a letter was sent to you on February 15th, uh, Director A, uh, 2023, from Congressman uh, Andy Biggs of Arizona. And he talks about uh, the declassified 2021 report detailing these continued abuses of 702. In there, he mentions that these instances should frighten every American and Congress deserves an explanation for them. He additionally talks about these, quote, backdoor searches are a violation of the Fourth Amendment and cannot continue. I'd ask to submit that for the record. Without objection. Thirdly, uh, article in Politico from March 1st, titled DOJ Faces Bipartisan Falnicks or Army of Skeptics on FISA 702. In that article, again, referring to this declassified report on the inappropriate use of 702, it talks about, um, in a sign of, uh, I'll quote here, in a sign of odd political bedfellows in the House uh, who are pushing reforms, uh, conservative Congressman Andy Biggs and progressive member uh, Pramila Jalapai, both members of the Judiciary Committee, publicly vetted on the detail tucked in the footnote of the report. An FBI intelligence analyst improperly queried surveillance data on a U.S. member of the House. I'd ask to submit that for the record. Without objection. Lastly, the footnote that I mentioned uh, that has been declassified states in there that the National Security Division of the U.S. Department of Justice and ODNI assessed based on the facts and analysis of this FBI analyst that these queries were not compliant because they were overly broad as constructed. I'd like to submit that for the record. Without objection. The bottom line is 702 deserves to be reauthorized because it's an invaluable tool to our efforts to counter the threats of our adversaries. But the FISA working group must and will pursue reform so uh, LaHood talking about the, of course, FISA courts and the ability for uh, the FISA courts to be renewed. Um, that's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, where the FBI can uh, essentially go to a secret court and say, hey, uh, we'd like to uh, surveil this foreign person. And by doing that, they then get access to all the space around them, uh, including their associates and their associates' associates, and they can capture all of the data from their phones and so on. So, yeah, the the FBI's ability to capture this information is uh, quite uh, uh, incredible. So a lot, uh, a lot going on there. It is Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. We'll talk about the FBI doing another bit of recording of uh, former House Speaker Michael Madigan. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll get to the latest in that and uh, revisit a, a video from 2019 where I asked Madigan at the Illinois State House what it was like to be uh, captured on a surreptitious recording. So stay tuned. We'll get to that next. We've been talking about the FBI and the tools of surveillance they have through the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and uh, Congressman Darren LaHood from Illinois uh, raising the question about how uh, apparently the FBI sought surveillance info about him. Uh, and the FBI, not directly addressing LaHood's claims, but in a statement, they said that its changes over the years have included new internal audits. 
So interesting to see that. And that's all around the debate of uh, should they extend the Surveillance Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, something that Congress has to decide before the end of this year. Uh, But, uh, of course, the FBI does other types of surveillance, especially when it comes to public integrity cases domestically, uh, including um, people who in state governments uh, do corrupt things. Here's a headline. Ex-Republican Ohio speaker found guilty $60 million bribery scheme called state's largest corruption case. Uh, former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder uh, and former state Republican Party chair Matt Borges, they uh, were convicted yesterday in a $60 million bribery scheme. That federal prosecutors called the largest corruption case in state history. Uh, so that's over in Ohio where the feds, they had, uh, of course, uh, you know, some uh, evidence that they collected in various ways, including uh, somebody um, saying in a phone interview that uh, the outcome of one particular issue uh, proved the risk that uh, he took wearing a wire for the FBI. So uh, wiretaps and uh, people wearing microphones for the FBI. We've seen that happen uh, multiple times here in Illinois, including uh, with the uh, case of Louis Arroyo, uh, who is a former state representative. He was out trying to get legislation about sweepstakes machines and seeming to try to want to legalize those to make them similar to uh, video gambling machines. Uh, But in that process, uh, he apparently talked with a state senator at the time who was wearing a wire for the FBI, and that state senator here in Illinois uh, was believed to be uh, former uh, state senator um, um, oh, it's escaping me right now. Somebody probably knows it. Uh, uh, why, why is it escaping me right now? Uh, Link. Terry Link. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, so uh, Link uh, denied that he was the one wearing the wire, but uh, all indication is that uh, he was the one wearing a wire. Uh, but uh, interesting to see how the FBI uses that. But we've got a case ongoing now uh, in 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 the uh, federal district of northern uh, Illinois, and that involves the ComEd bribery scheme. That's nearly, uh, you know, the nine-year-long bribery scheme. Uh, and that uh, case involves ComEd and former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. And apparently they do have uh, some uh, recordings that are going to be aired in court when that case gets heard in court. Uh, here's the headline from the uh, Chicago Sun-Times. Secret recordings of Madigan allies won't be released beyond courtroom, judge rules. So uh, if you want to hear those tapes of Madigan uh, under uh, a secret recording, Uh, You're probably going to have to go to the courtroom uh, up in Chicago and listen to that whenever they are played in the courtroom. I I really want to be in the courtroom to hear that because I asked Madigan back in 2019 what it was like uh, to be uh, picked up on some kind of uh, wiretap recording. Uh, And this was in the context of a different case. Uh, But this is when uh, Madigan was still Speaker of the House. Uh, He was still, uh, you know, very much a powerful Democrat at the Illinois State House. Uh, And uh, the story was that he was picked up uh, concerning a a deal out of Chicago. And here's uh, some of what Madigan had to say uh, when I asked him what it was like to be caught on surreptitious recording uh, by the FBI in this uh, ongoing situation. In the whole Gonzalez case, uh, you also had a moment caught on uh, some kind of surreptitious recording. Can you respond to those? It's a tough world we live in. 
So it's a it's a tough world we live in. Madigan said. Uh, well, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing some of the detail about what exactly the feds did capture, how that case progresses. That's not going to be until next April. Uh, we do have next week the case starting up of four of the other defendants in the Comed bribery scandal, and th- those are uh, several former Comed officials and some lobbyists and a confidant of of Mike Madigan, uh, and those individuals having pleaded guilt not guilty. Uh, so they're going to be facing that uh, jury trial and all kinds of different things going to be submitted for evidence, things not submitted for evidence. Uh, So we'll be updating you on all of that here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. If you ever need to get a hold of me, it's real simple. Just search Bishop on Air. Bishop on Air. All one word. All social media, except for like TikTok and I don't even know what else. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, really, I think YouTube and Twitter are probably where I'm the most active and the most responsive. I, honestly, I haven't logged into Facebook on my phone in a bit. Um, so <laughs> if you want to message me, email me, bishoponair at gmail.com. All right, so make it happen. Let's connect, and uh, you can share with me your thoughts about uh, what needs to be covered, uh, maybe some tips about some news stories, uh, and uh, maybe just some words of encouragement. Uh, that definitely fuels my fire, so I appreciate that. Got to take a break, though, here on WMA.